It's Friday. This is Getting Into Games, the podcast about board games. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mark Santa-Steven, and I am joined over distance by David Lindsay. Hello. David, it's good to see you. Yes. Even if it's video. (laughs) Yes. Are you well? I'm doing well, yes. Uh, You know, it's, it's been a while. We've been in this situation now. It's kind of getting into like a routine of just being at home all the time and, you know, try and get outside when we can and stuff like that. But we're doing good. How about you? Well, I am doing well as well. Uh, And yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy time. It's been a crazy couple of days. Uh, We have two new additions to the family in the form of very small cats um, named Milo and Marley. They're siblings uh, and they're very, very, very cute. Uh, and they're great, and they're they're adjusting to life in our home, and our kids really are very happy that they're here. So that's been really fun. Uh, this room that I'm recording in is also the room that they've been living in, so it could at any given moment turn into a war zone. So, <laughs> here I'm tumbling around in there and climbing the yes. walls. Yes, yes, that could happen. So uh, don't be alarmed. If you hear that. No worries. On this recording. Um, (laughs) Well, Dave, why don't you talk a little bit about what we wanted to do with our show today? Yeah, I think today we're going to go a little bit different from um, normal. Uh, Usually we're sticking to board games, tabletop games. But uh, in light of the fact that we haven't been able to play as many games together, and we've done a couple our past couple episodes have been how we have been gaming through a distance and everything uh but today we're just going to talk about a little bit of uh you know different types of media we're consuming like shows movies we like uh video games we we've been playing stuff like that so uh stuff that we've done to keep ourselves occupied while all this is going on yeah we're just having a conversation about what we've been up to what we've been doing yeah it, it's because i miss you man <laughs> Normally, we'd have these conversations more regularly. Yes, this is usually something we just talk about, like, when we see each other. But um, since that's few and far between now, we'll we'll do it on the air. We're going to do it on the show. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to talk about some some television that I've been watching. Uh, And I will say for sure... The number one thing that has me hooked right now is The Last Dance, which is on ESPN. Okay. It's a documentary about the Chicago Bulls uh, and their final championship season, uh, 97-98 season, uh, and all that's gone into that. And it really like does the build-up for the whole team in that era of greatness. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis right. Rodman all those other players on that team. Uh, and it's, it's really something I'm so hooked on it. Uh, it's just really well shot. It's got some just unbelievable footage, raw footage from like the time. I can't get enough of it. Nice. And it's all documentary. It's not like a reenactment or anything like that. Not like a dramatized thing. It's all documentary. And it's like, you know, footage from the games, you know, so nice. you're seeing, they're talking about specific games and 
you're seeing the shots from the games and you're talking about the rivalries between the Pistons and how they would be bullying the the Chicago Bulls right up until Michael and his team just surpassed them <laughs> and the the long-standing rivalries between these people and the fallouts that would happen from the you know unsportsmanlike actions that some people would would take oh geez and you also get just you get a lot of conversation from michael jordan himself which i find to be very fascinating he's a person that is kind of you just don't hear from him much right in in general today like of all like famous stars and athletes like he never has a comment on politics or anything like that. He just doesn't really show up. Yeah. Uh, but he's there. Uh, and it's very interesting to see him get lots of screen time in the interview chair. Right. And talk <laughs> about these moments and these things. And, and it's been really interesting to see. So I, that's, that's my number one for what I've been watching. That's not finished yet. There's a couple more episodes. I think this Sunday we get the last two. So I'll be watching those that day. Interesting. Documentary documentary series. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a long. It takes you through like each of their championship runs. It really takes you through like the whole story of Michael Jordan. Get it going from college to the NBA and Mm, his rise in the NBA, which was instantaneous. MVP scoring titles every season setting records every season uh, and then like getting to the playoffs and like he set sets the records for most, most points in a game in the playoffs, most points in a game in the finals, right. all these things. He's just like blowing this, these records like out of the water left and right. Uh, and, and really what you see in the show is that he was so singularly focused on being great and on being the best and on winning that it's the only thing that drove him and no one had that same drive like he had right even even the great players that were playing around him on these other teams magic johnson uh all these players you know across the board mm-hmm. no one ever wanted it more than he wanted it and he consistently pushed himself and made adjustments to be the best, including when coaching changes were taking place and strategic changes were taking place on the team, he would allow himself to take a back seat so that other people would get better, so that the whole team would be better. And that's what allowed them to push beyond this team that was just the team that Michael Jordan was on to being the team that wins three championships in a row nice that's very cool very interesting it's it's crazy it's really it's it's like it's it's enrapturing right to me anyway it's also because there's no sports to watch so yeah i was gonna say that seems like a a very appropriate time to release (laughs) this uh series you know when there's kind of like a, a vacuum of sports content to watch um you know, I think people are watching like old 
like reruns essentially like old sports footage and stuff like that so you know that's a good way to get your fix but have it like maybe a little more interesting if you've seen a game before do you remember that era of michael jack or michael jordan yeah i mean i was never a big basketball fan but i, I certainly remember it because i think it was like a few years before like that was the um all-star team for the olympics which was the dream team. uh yeah the dream team that that was right in the middle like right at the the early stages of it yeah yeah i think that, so that, he won they won their second championship and then the dream team was the next year so michael jordan that year he was nba mvp nba finals mvp and gold medal olympic winner yeah in basketball, <laughs> like in the same year um, and I think it was like super controversial because like there was all these professional basketball players and, you know, they're just mopping the floor with, you know, all these other countries. Destroy, so. <laughs> like, the, you know, the best professional basketball players in the United States. Right. Right. The whole country. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which I guess would be, you know. I mean, it's it's a time in history. I think they did that maybe for two Olympics, and then they were like, "No, it's not going to happen anymore." I, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what too much of what happened after that, but uh, I mean, watching that, you were just like, "What in the world?" And they talked about how the the outcome of that was it made the NBA a global phenomenon, unlike it could ever have been without it. Mm, yeah that makes sense so it pushed it pushed the nba from being you know uh united states market to a global audience like immediately and michael jordan just being you know the star of the olympics yeah. in basketball being the star of global basketball right immediately <laughs> you know so uh yeah they they talked about that like it was like such a huge jump in popularity for the nba from before to after that uh they talk about that yeah yeah it was a pretty pretty crazy time uh yeah so i i do remember and like how big michael jordan was uh you know during that whole time period that decade essentially like you know of the 90s uh, i remember yeah. it but i was a kid i was like you know, 10. Yeah, I would have been pretty young, but I was in my teens and stuff. So, uh, you know, yeah. the late 90s. So, um, yeah, it was interesting time it's for great. basketball. It's great. <laughs> Even if you don't like basketball, like if, if you're not really like a big sports guy um, in general, but like, I think if you have, if you like enjoy like historical analysis of time periods and like mm -hmm. also if you just enjoy watching what makes great people accomplish things then you will enjoy watching that documentary oh yeah i've definitely found myself uh you know down the rabbit hole stuff like that where i didn't necessarily think i would be interested like listening to podcasts where they talk about like in depth about sports stuff and um they're talking about sports, but they're also talking about, you know, essentially like why people do the things they do. And um, I think the one 
podcast I was listening to, they're talking about um, free throws and how uh, you're more likely to uh, have a better percentage if you do like the granny, like underhand throw. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like proven, but people still like refuse to to do the free throws that way (laughs) even though it's like you will have a more consistent uh record if you do that but um so it was kind of interesting because it was talking about like why people in light of uh you know good information still make bad choices or something like that so Mm -hmm. but what have you been watching dave uh well i started uh tales from the loop which is a show on Amazon Prime, and it's based it's on, on the art. Yeah, it's it's a it's been a interesting show to watch. So it's based on the art by Simon Stalinhog. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but um, he does these realistic um, sci-fi esque portraits that are that kind of take place in mundane scenery is it's really hard to describe but you definitely should look at them up because um you know it's like take somebody standing in a field and then just plop some like piece of sci-fi technology right in there with it and it's like uh just gives you kind of a weird vibe and i guess he has these books where uh he has stories that go along with the artwork that he's done and that's kind of the basis for this show and i've only watched the first two episodes but so far um like visually it's amazing because they've really captured like how his paintings make you feel and and everything and the whole aesthetic of that uh the show is good too but it's also kind of a downer (laughs) so Mm. it's because it's kind of like a I guess a a bleak kind of universe that this stuff exists in. Um not unlike it like Black a, like Mirror. An after apocalypse kind of situation where No, it's like know. uh so in this it takes place in an in Ohio, I think, and there's like this laboratory uh called the Loop that is doing all these like kind of unknown experiments and Uh, It's just kind of more like weird circumstances that are happening in this town that kind of revolve around um, this this loop location and stuff. So I I, time period wise, they don't really say like uh, what the time period is, but um, judging by like clothing and and cars and stuff like that i would say it's got to be maybe like in the 70s like 60s or 70s i would you get a vibe from just kind of like what his artwork evokes yeah yeah um maybe even like 80s but i think it's i think it's maybe probably like 70s i would say um yeah so they don't they don't say specific but yeah i think it's like in that time period and it is supposed to be just kind of like there's normal life everyone's just doing their thing it's just this weird science lab that's performing Mm -hmm. these experiments and you don't really know a whole lot about it even from like the first couple episodes they don't really go too much into 
like what the lab is and what they're doing. It's just kind of these these things that have occurred around the the people that live near there. But it's a really good show. Characters are interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh definitely really Any interesting. Actors that I know. Uh, I uh, the the one main guy. Um, I don't know his name. Uh, but he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, let me look it up real quick because that's gonna like drive I'm me. I'm pulling it up. I got it. But like for the most part, it's not any any known actors. Yeah, I don't recognize these names. Um, Faces though. Jonathan Price was the one. Uh, I was gonna say. He is, you know, you'll recognize him from a bunch of stuff when you see him. He's kind of like a narrator. He's the, he in, yeah, he's, I mean, the Game of Thrones is the role that you know him from. Yes, yes. The High Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it's it's mostly um, unknown actors, but they, they do a great job. Yeah, everyone's real good. Cool. Um, have you watched, is that, oh, sorry, I was going to move on. Did, did you have any no, other thoughts? No, that's, that's that completes okay. my thoughts on, on that cool, show. Cool, <laughs> cool. Um, ha, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one because I don't want to do any kind of spoilers, but have you watched Ozark? I have not, not at all. Um, are you like a fan of Breaking Bad? I never watched, I think I watched like the first two episodes, so. Okay. So, you, but you know that people are obsessed with Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, Bad. yeah. Okay, um, I am of the opinion Ozark is is better than Breaking Bad. Oh, okay, that's high it's praise. Very much. It's very much the same um, type of story, which is like a normal dude, you know, gets involved in super criminal activities. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, that old uh, chestnut. Season, season one. Very good, hundred percent worth watching. Season two, better than season one. Season three, unreal, just insane. So good. Uh, so the season three came out like around the beginning of all this stuff. So we watched that, and that was amazing. But I'm not going to talk about it. So no, no spoilers. It's uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just if you like Breaking Bad, then you'll probably like. Ozark even more yes. is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm. Just, it's better. It's better. Um, cool. One other thing. I have been watching on on the subject of sports on the the empty hole of sportslessness that I'm in. <laughs> uh, I've been I've created my own season of sports as I rewatch. All of Pride Fighting Championships. That is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I did the subscription for UFC Fight Pass. Okay. $10 a month. uh, And I don't know that it's worth it outside of being at home in quarantine. (laughs) But I have been loving it. I just don't know that if I wasn't home all the time that I would get, you know, as much out of it. Because I don't really get to watch it every day. Yeah, but whenever I'm like, I like get in the zone for it, like a couple times a week, and I sit down and I watch like a bunch of old fights. It's awesome. So Dude, yeah, I miss I, Pride. 
I know. It was such it's, a spectacle. It's it was so right. awesome. It's such a spectacle. I uh but what I so I started at literally the first Pride event and it takes a long time before Pride uh gets going, I'll say. Oh really? Yeah. I watched <laughs> I watched a good couple of these events and there are long events and there are mm. long fights. <laughs> or nothing happens. <laughs> um, it definitely really... gets crazy, though, because oh, it gets insane. Like, because uh, they had they had crazier rules. Um, mm-hmm. Where I forget what what was it? You could like knee on the ground, knee to the head to the on the head, ground, soccer stuff kicks, like that. Foot s- stomp on people's heads. Yeah, all the like kinds of wild stuff. Like stuff. That. It's awesome, uh, and they would have, basically had like the like um, like pro wrestling entrances. Oh yeah, where it was like yeah fireworks shooting up and and all that stuff, yes. just like ridiculous entrance and everything. Amazing, it's so uh, good. And and the the fights, you know, they're just first of all, all those guys are on the good stuff back then. <laughs> You got two options. You got either you're on the good stuff and you look like Conan the Barbarian or you're like fat, just like all just no definition. Yeah. You're just in there because you're a big dude. Right. You can like take a couple <laughs> shots. Um, But it's it's just crazy. I mean, like, so I'm seeing like all these guys seeing Gary Goodridge, Mark Kerr, you know, former UFC champion. Igor Vorchanchin, striking guy, knockout artist, all these names. And then I'm like finding these fighters that, uh, you know, reoccur in pride in those early days that I like root for. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't really know about this guy, but he's like pretty exciting. And and it's uh, you look them up and they like don't end up going anywhere. You know, like they <laughs> down the road, they have like, you know, like a six fight losing streak. And you're like, oh, it's a bummer. But it's yeah, fun watching them yeah. here because they're kind of exciting and they're kind of winning. Uh, like uh, Akira Shoji, you've not heard of him. He was like, no. he's like these early days of pride. He fights in like three events in a row and he has these like really exciting matchups. He fights, I think he fought Henzo Gracie. I may be misremembering that, but I think he did. Uh, and, but he, you know, very exciting. You know, he's like really action oriented guy. Like, you know, he like gets up and he like really going for it and, and then he like wins some big fights. I'm like, this guy's cool. He, I'm all about this guy. Yeah. And uh, then I like look him up, and I'm like, oh, well, sorry, sorry, buddy. <laughs> but uh, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch you now. Uh, and yeah. then like, then you get to see like some like great fighters, their early days. Mm-hmm. You get to see like Kazushi Sakuraba start, you know, dominating, <laughs> start beating some of the Gracies, beating Carlos Newton these great fights uh and and like now i've gotten through the first nine pride events which these events they're, they're like three hours long man Whew. so starting these first events they're like three hours long because the fight they're 10 minute rounds yeah and a lot of them it's these guys like they don't finish each other just kind of like grapple or you know, someone just like lays on their back the whole time and right. like that. So they just like go forever. And then, um, you, you know, yeah, they're long. And like the upcoming <laughs> one, 
there's the upcoming I haven't got to the Hoist Gracie Sakuraba fight which is apparently 90 minutes long the just the two of them because it was there's like no rounds and no ending um Oh but yeah, God. it's like a it's Can like you a legendary fight for fight. ninety minutes. It's like a legendary <laughs> fight. I, I'm I think it's ninety minutes. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I know of it. Uh, let me look it up. I need to make sure. I need to fact check myself live. Even still, like anything even close to that, like an hour, even is just an insane amount of endurance minutes. you would need. Yeah, it was ninety minutes. That's crazy. And it, and it, it basically was like. At the end, like, Hoist Gracie was exhausted. <laughs> so he <laughs> lost. Uh, yeah, but they just, like, grapple for 90 minutes. It's insane. Um, but, yeah, so that stuff. Yeah, that's see, that's the kinds of things that would happen in Pride. Yeah. They need uh, to bring it back. You, you'd never see anything <laughs> like that ever happen, ever again. They need to bring it back. There needs to be some it's competition for the, for the UFC. Yes, yes. Uh, I remember that's where I well, first saw uh, Rampage Jackson was oh, in Pride. Yeah. See, I'm not at that stuff yet. I'm not at the Vanderlei Silva, Rampage Jackson, Fedor, Dan Henderson. Mm-hmm. I'm not at that, you know, I'm not at that stuff yet. I'm at this, like, very early, early days, and it's fun. But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, man, fighters, fighters don't even look like these guys anymore. Ever yeah. since, Ever since drug testing became, like, a thing at all. <laughs> It just it really slimmed slimmed down across the board. Right, right. <laughs> these guys are these guys are monsters. Just like, yeah, like basically pro yeah. wrestlers. Pro wrestlers. It's like. crazy. Yeah, but it's it's been it's been fun to watch. That's my that's the sport events that I created for myself. So that's my that's my big my big watching. Nice things. Uh, the Last Dance number one. Uh, Pride is number two and then Ozark just saying, putting it out there better than breaking bad. Great show. (laughs) Perfect. I haven't really been watching a ton of stuff. I tend to gravitate towards like older movies that I've seen before or ones I haven't like watched in a while. Um, Mm, I I love that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll like go to, to that kind of stuff. So I, I just watched, there's this, old Chris Farley movie called Almost Heroes. Ooh, I don't know that one. You know, it's like a, the premise is him and um, uh, Matthew Perry are Oh no. uh, Exploring out west, like uh, they're like an alternate to um, Lewis and Clark. They're trying to like beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific. Um, Oh, okay. So I will say it is not a good movie by, <laughs> by any means, but Chris Farley, I mean, you can't go wrong with Chris Farley. It's still just like his, yeah. the stuff he does in that is hilarious. And it still Maybe I can get up. my wife to watch that. Cause she likes, she's a big fan of both of those men. So. Oh yeah. To, to swing that onto the list. Yes. She's yeah, a big Chris Farley fan and she's a big fr- fan of friends. So. Yeah, I would say keep your expectations low and just enjoy it for what it is. It's like a little time <laughs> capsule of Chris Farley, like a movie that like would never get made today. Um, yes. Just like super stupid, off the wall, goofy. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, one one that I put on the other day. It was it was good Very to watch nice. it. 
Very nice. And uh, also, well, we have... um, Rise of Skywalker. Did you watch just it? Came out. Uh, Did you watch it again? Yeah, uh, I watched it again, and it is. It's it's a good movie. I enjoy it. I enjoy that it movie. It is. It is better when you can anticipate the ridiculous pace of that plot. Oh my god, there's so much stuff that happens in that movie. <laughs> the first time you watch it and you're just like plastered against the back of your seat just going like full force speed through this plot and you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. It's, it's jarring and you come out the other side and you're like, I don't know what I thought of that because I don't even really know what happened. Like what I the just first saw. Time you watch like... it, yeah, the first time you watch it, it's... But I found after watching it and like I'm watching this scene and I know that it's about to do some we're about to go very far in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. This plot. <laughs> um, I was able to like absorb it better and enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah, definitely was like a little little easier the, the second time watching it. Um, I still have my own like, you know, there's certain things I have qualms about. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's a good movie. What do you think your number one problem with Rise of Skywalker is? <sighs> number one problem. I mean, pacing, I think is definitely like, it's just, it's too much stuff crammed into one movie. Like it really should have, could have been t- two movies. And I think it was like, had, J.J. Abrams done um, three. Yeah, if he did the second one, it would have been, you wouldn't have needed to cram so much because it would have been like a cohesive vision throughout the whole thing. Um, but I, I didn't like the it, like the whole thing was supposed to be uh, like the the Skywalker saga. Like that's even what they call it is like the Skywalker saga. But the last movie wasn't really a Skywalker thing. And so that's and then calling it like Rise of Skywalker, like that's that's my my problem with it is like you didn't end the Skywalker saga with a Skywalker. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's for those of us who are tied most closely in our fandom to our hero of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. The the new trilogy is a, is a challenge to come yeah. to grips with. Uh, and I think, yeah, I'm with you on that to, to an extent. And, and I can also see what they did with giving you, you know, the Skywalker, like, adoption thing at the end and like i can I'm yeah like, okay okay like i can see that like you've made her out to be you know she is what they couldn't quite become but the you know the goal that they were trying to accomplish like she like became the embodiment of that and yeah. so she carries that mantle from their legacy 
into the future. And like, I'm like, that's, I put it in those terms and then I'm like, no, I'm, it's okay. I like, I still like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, that's, that's the, the, that's where I need to push to move myself. Um, I think you could have done that without her being a pal palpatine yeah i think what we all really wanted as and uh, we all i mean anyone who like grew up or first experience was with the original trilogy you really just wanted to see luke come back and like kick some ass do something and, awesome like yeah like mark hamill's an older dude but he could still pull it off like he could have definitely like pulled off a cool fight scene like you know between him and modern technology right yeah like they could have made it happen and i'm not saying it had to like necessarily revolve around him as like the main character in that but they could have they could have done more with him that would have been i think a cool story a cooler story and also um like you know, yeah, it's a little bit of fan service, but they already had the fan service in there, so why not do what people really want to see? And that's Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber kicking some ass. <laughs> yeah, totally. So one hundred percent. Um, I have not watched it yet because we're gonna make a movie night out of it and watch it with my wife and I and my son. Now, he and I have seen it in theaters, but she has not seen it yet, so that's the thing but she wants to watch nice. it so yeah we'll watch it or we'll watch it all together three of us um probably on friday um but yeah uh star wars it's good still like it still a fan of lightsabers well i think that's gonna do it for our time i think we had some other things that we wanted to talk about but this is probably a good amount of time this is kind of what we were shooting for time wise to wrap this up, we were going to talk about some video games that we've been playing. I was on a I'm on a project to get through the Gears of War franchise. Mm. Yeah. So I finished the first two games and I'm in the middle of the third game and they're fun. That's all I'll say for now. Maybe we'll do this again <laughs> later and I'll talk more about them. Um you played a couple games too. Yeah, yeah, I played, well, I've been playing Fallout 76 again, like, picking it up, because they just released a huge update for it, um, which has been a good experience so far. I've been been enjoying it, so. Yeah. Wastelanders. Yeah, Wastelanders. Uh, they added NPCs, and, and, uh. They made it just a like Fallout a, like game. A, a ton of content. ton of content. So. That's cool. That was good. You deserve it. Dave. <laughs> I paid full you price for that game. game. You I paid that full game price for that out. game, and then a week later, it was like half price. <laughs> I never now, pay full price for games, long, too. That's <laughs> is it like a year and a half after it came out? Now you have a Fallout game that you can play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. I'm happy for you. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, next week, I don't know what we'll talk about next week. Maybe we'll... Do some board game stuff. We got some some plans coming up. Going to try and play some kids on bikes. Yeah, yeah. Done a lot Excited of role-playing games, which has been fun. So, kids on bikes. We've played a lot of D&D. &D. We might do, like, some D&D &D one-shots. We might do... Who knows? But 
Um, <laughs> we're still playing some playing some games, role playing games. I'm still undefeated in Onitama. Yep. That out there. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for listening, Dave. Uh, tell us. Uh, tell us. You know where where the, where the the where, business where, where, where we're, we're at on the on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Gettingintogames.com is the website. Um and Deadbird R I P is the Instagram. And then you can send us an email. Deadbird R I P at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on, what you've been doing in quarantine, and also uh if you wanna challenge Mark and beat him in Onitama. I'm still waiting. I'm waiting for someone to rise <laughs> to the challenge. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Take care.